some clouds and light rain this morning with uh, very brief for clearings, but it will get better as the day goes on with extended sunny spells around Monaco. Light southwesterly winds gusting to 17 kilometers per hour and temperatures set to reach around 17 degrees in Alp Maritime. It will be mostly sunny along the coast in the Vart, particularly towards Saint-Tropez with temperatures rising to 21 degrees. Tomorrow will be similar with both sunny and cloudy spells. No rain expected during the day, but there is a possibility of showers tomorrow evening. It's the Full English Breakfast Show. This is Peter Mackley in once again for Sarah. How are you? Hope you've got a good day lined up for you today. In French news today, France has rejected asylum applications from 44 of the 234 migrants rescued in the Mediterranean by the Ocean Viking NGO ship. Speaking in Parliament yesterday, Interior Minister Gérard Dermarin said they will be deported as soon as their health allows, adding that others could also be sent home as more asylum claims are examined. We'll have full details of that story at 7.30. Between now and then, we'll also be taking a look at the entertainment news. Also on this morning's programme, what exactly is a good life? Well, you'll find out during the news later on this morning. How can you live it to the full? Happily, healthily? We have all the secrets this morning. Let's start the music with Coldplay and Paradise. Let's have a look at this morning's entertainment news and a quick look at last night's Grammy nominations. Beyonce and Adele are the stars to beat and they'll go head-to-head for all the major prizes at the Grammy ceremony, which will take place on February the 5th. Both artists have been nominated for Album of the Year, Adele for her album 30 and Beyonce for Renaissance. And Adele's single Easy On Me and Beyonce's Break My Soul are each up for Song and Record of the Year. British stars Harry Styles and Coldplay are also in the running for Best Album alongside the Swedish pop icons ABBA. I think that's their very first Grammy nomination. Ozzy Osbourne, of all people, has picked up several nominations in the rock categories for his solo record, Patient Number 9, but other British stars like Ed Sheeran and Elton John were overlooked. So Beyonce had nine nominations overall. She's now tied with her husband Jay-Z as the most nominated artist in Grammy history with a total of 88 nominations in all. That's more than Sir Paul McCartney. That's more than Quincy Jones. In other music news, Joni Mitchell has said her music did not get the recognition it deserved in the 1970s due to male industry sexism. In an interview with uh, Sir Elton John, she said that she took a lot of flack at the time with her brand of introspective confessional songs, which she believed her male peers saw as too intimate. However, she also believes that the latest generation of female singers are much better equipped to express the feelings of loss and sorrow that she explored on landmark albums like Ladies of the Canyon and Blue. And there's been a lot of information coming out this week from the UK official charts as it celebrates its 70th anniversary. Happy birthday to the UK charts this week. Yesterday, they released the definitive list of biggest selling songs of all time in the UK. Well, <laughs> I'm in my element was when that comes out. We've already talked about Elton John's tribute to Princess Diana, which has sold over 4 million copies in the UK, a total that's unlikely ever to be beaten as most of the music is now consumed by streaming. But there are a few quirky surprises on the list. Uh, what do you reckon the biggest selling song by any of the Beatles was? Including all 
the Beatles catalogue, everything released by Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, Ringo as solo and part of other groups. Well, you may be surprised to know that that is actually Moll of Kintyre by Wings, the biggest selling song by any of the Beatles. And the biggest selling song from a non-English speaking country is not from ABBA, but from Aqua. <laughs> you must remember Barbie Girl there. And it's Boney M and Frankie Goes to Hollywood who have as many songs in the top 30 as the Beatles and more than Queen, David Bowie and the Rolling Stones. Well, I'm going to play a song from the highest ranked non-British singer. So the most successful American on the UK-British charts, if you really want to know, is... John Travolta. And this is from his version of Olivia Newton-John. You're the one I want from the film Grease. 29 on a Wednesday. How are you? This is uh, Peter in for Sarah. Day three, three down. I think I've got another seven to go. And it seems to be getting harder and harder every morning getting up at some ridiculous time. Um, coming up, we've got the latest uh, French and regional news. Also looking at what exactly makes a good life. Uh, researchers at Harvard have set out to examine the ultimate question. And they've come up with some surprising conclusions. They found that happiness is not obtained from work, wealth or fame. Instead, the secret to a good life lies somewhere else. I'll be revealing all after the news. Also, a song coming up which many reckon to be one of the greatest of the 1980s. You know, the one that talks about the uh, Kilimanjaro rising like Olympus above the uh, Serengeti. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Good morning. It's uh, 7.32. I'm uh, Peter Mackley with the uh, latest uh, French and uh, regional news stories this morning. France has rejected uh, ap asylum applications from 44 of the 234 migrants rescued in the Mediterranean by the Ocean Viking NGO ship. Speaking in Parliament yesterday, Interior Minister Gérard Darmanin said they will be deported as soon as their health allows, adding that others could also be sent home as more asylum claims are examined. Meanwhile, the diplomatic row with Italy continues as France suspended a plan to take 3,500 refugees currently in Italy and urged Germany and other EU nations to do the same. The electricity suppliers Enedis have hailed their initiative to save energy as a huge success. An experiment to switch off hot water tanks between noon and 2pm was conducted in October. And according to the operations manager Thierry Sudre, this has saved the equivalent of the consumption of 2.4 million people. When this measure was announced, many French people were worried about no longer having access to hot water. But Mr Sudre insists that it's only the heating of the tanks that was switched off temporarily, not access to hot water itself, which has already been heated during the night. It's that these measures will avoid the need to make further electricity cuts at home during the day. Paris is considering banning its 15,000 rental electric scooters due to concerns about public safety on the city pavements, but operators are proposing a series of improvements in the hope of getting their license renewed. The Paris Town Council is considering not renewing the licenses because of uh, increased, uh, increased uh, accidents on the roads. The final decision rests with Paris Mayor Anne Hidalgo. Deputy Mayor David Bayer, a Green Party politician in charge of transport in Paris, told Le Parisien newspaper last week that uh, nuisances caused by scooters now now outweigh the advantages to the city. 
In 2021, 24 people died in scooter-related accidents in France, including one in Paris. This year, Paris registered 333 accidents with e-scooters and similar vehicles in the first eight months of the year, compared to 247 over the same period in 2021. As we reported yesterday, petrol prices are to increase today as government subsidies have been reduced by 20 centimes and the 20 centime aid by Total Energy has also been scrapped. We also reported in a rise in fuel theft over the past 12 months. Now police are also issuing a warning on the upsurge of thefts of catalytic converters, which are located under the cars and are very expensive to replace. The accessories contain precious metals such as platinum, palladium or rhodium, and the resale prices can amount to several tens of or even hundreds of euros per grams. Poultry farmers are warning of a shortage of eggs this winter as bird flu and rising fuel and grain costs are affecting production across France. Already the price of a box of eggs has risen by 13% in a year and this is expected to rise even more as the supply chain decreases. In local news, AS Monaco have just launched an exciting initiative to support the local bee population. For every 10 goals a team score in League One, a beehive will be created in the principality to house almost 40,000 bees. The project is in association with Tower de Monaco, which also manage an urban farm near the Odeon Tower. The Chilean international Guillermo Maripan became the first Monaco player to sponsor a beehive, adding a welcome boost to their endangered ecosystem. The team needs one more goal in the league in order to get their third hive of the season, but they came up just short in their last match against Marseille at the weekend. The Fairmont Hotel in Monaco has just inaugurated the principality's biggest venue for private and corporate events with a capacity to host up to 1,500 people. The former Sun Casino has been reopened after a massive makeover, creating a lounge area of 1,465 metres squares and an ideal setting for conferences, weddings, exhibits and other events. The new room has kept the iconic chandelier and a few ornate mirrors from the original casino, but everything else has been removed to create a neutral setting that can be adapted to the theme of the event. Fairmont is also renovating 596 rooms and its restaurant space. The full project is expected to be completed by April 2024. And Le Canet has finally approved the sale of Le Bellevue, which will be renovated as a boutique hotel. The project will also include a Mediterranean and Italian-flavoured eco-responsible restaurant. Cap 3000 has announced that it will close 30 minutes earlier next year. From January the 2nd, the shopping centre will close at 8pm instead of 8.30 in a bid to reduce operating costs. The management of Cap 3000 is anticipating that electricity costs alone could increase by 3 million euros in 2023. Princess Caroline is adding her support to a deaf young American artist who last month won an award for her sign language interpretation of the American National Anthem at the Super Bowl. Now Christine Sun Kim is exhibiting her work at Casa Angelida in Madrid until February and the princess paid her a visit for the opening ceremony. With the support of Monaco's Prince Pierre Foundation, the exhibition includes the award-winning work and other pieces that relate to her deafness and her perception of the world around her. And falconers and buzzards are taking centre stage in Antibes to save residents from the noise created by hundreds of parakeets resting in the trees of the Place de Gaulle and disrupting the calm of the town. Flocks of parakeets thrive in urban areas, but they are classed as an invasive species that can be a noisy nuisance, producing droppings that damage street furniture, roofs and fittings in the city centre. Now twice a week you'll see two trained buzzards hunting down the parakeets to force them to find shelter elsewhere. Riviera Radio, Sports News.
The World Cup is just a few days away. The England squad have now arrived in Qatar. The first match for England will be against Iran on Monday the 21st of November before games against the United States and Wales. But France's defence of the trophy has been disrupted by an injury to Christophe Nkunu. He's been ruled out of the World Cup after sustaining a leg injury in training yesterday. It's a blow for the French team as the uh, the 25-year-old is the Bundesliga's top scorer with 12 goals in 15 games for Leipzig. And in other World Cup news, uh, Sadio Mane will miss Senegal's first games because of a leg injury. England's women finished their historic year last night with a 1-1 draw with Norway. Manager Serena Wiegmann hailed her team's incredible unbeaten 2022, but she's probably disappointed drawing a match against a team they beat 8-0 earlier in the year in the Euros. Rachel Daly headed England ahead, but then Norway, who were reduced to 10 players, equalised after an error from the English goalkeeper Ellie Roebuck. Tennis and uh, Rafael Nadal's hopes of a first ATP finals title are over after he was knocked out of the tournament in the group stage. He was beaten 6-3, 6-4 by Felix Auger-Aliassime after an opening round loss to American Taylor Fritz in Turin. The 36-year-old exit means that his Spanish compatriot Carlos Alcaraz finishes 2022 as the world number one. In the other match yesterday, Norway's Kasper Rudd edged out Taylor Fritz in a final set tiebreak and he's now top of the green group with two wins from two. In golf, world number one Rory McIlroy has said that Greg Norman should quit as commissioner of the breakaway LIV tour to end the stalemate in golf's acrimonious civil war. McIlroy is the is at the season-ending DP World Tour Championship in Dubai where he's in pole position to land the European Tour's order of merit for the fourth time. And in American football, the Philadelphia Eagles' unbeaten eight-game start to the NFL season was ended yesterday by a 32-21 defeat against the Washington Commanders. Riviera Radio Business News, brought to you by Barclays. Google will pay a $391.5 million fine to settle allegations about how it collects data from users. The technology giants have been accused of tracking the location of users who opted out of location services on their devices in 40 U.S. states. A spokesman for Google accepted the fine but claimed it was based on outdated product policies that were changed years ago. Google has been told to be transparent about location tracking in the future and develop a web page telling people about the data it collects. Knowing a user's location helps advertisers target products, also significantly helping Google to generate $200 billion in annual advertising revenue. Japan's economy has unexpectedly shrunk for the first time in a year as the rising cost of living hits consumers' spending growth. Japanese gross domestic product fell by an annualized 1.2% in the three months to the end of September. Public spending was slashed amid fears of a global slowdown and a weak yen made imports even more expensive. However, economists expect the world's third biggest economy to avoid recession as it bounces back this year. Japan is expected to benefit from a rebound in incoming tourism and the stronger trade balance, although virus risks and rising inflation may limit the extent of the recovery. 
Wages in the UK are rising at their fastest rate in more than 20 years, but still lag well behind the soaring cost of living. Regular pay rose by 5.7% in the year to September, the fastest growth since 2000, apart from when people got big rises when returning to work from furlough during the pandemic. However, when adjusted for rising prices, wages actually fell by 2.7%. The cost of living is currently rising at its fastest rate in almost 40 years, largely due to the war in Ukraine. Energy and food prices have shot upwards, leaving many people struggling to pay their bills. According to Manpower Group, one of the UK's biggest recruiters, the gap between wages and prices was putting more and more pressures on households. And uh, business news in this morning, luxury cosmetics firm Estee Lauder will buy designer fashion house Tom Ford in a deal worth $2.8 billion. The deal will be Estee Lauder's biggest acquisition to date. The US beauty firm already licenses Tom Ford fragrances and cosmetics and beat up competition from Gucci owner Kerry S.A. to clinch the deal. Estee Lauder said the acquisition would unlock new opportunities. Foreign exchanges this morning, uh, one euro is buying 87 pence, one dollar four centimes and 97 Swiss centimes. The pound this morning is equivalent to 1.14 euros, 1.18 dollars and 1.12 Swiss francs. And the dollar this morning equivalent to 97 cents, 85 British pence and 94 Swiss centimes. Bitcoin up very slightly today to 16,756. Ethereum also up slightly to 1,256. Commodities, an ounce of gold is $1,775 and a barrel of Brent crude oil, $93.33. Quick look at the markets. The uh, FTSE finished yesterday down slightly at 7,369. The CAC 40 up very, very slightly to 6,642. Dow Jones closed at 33,592. The Nasdaq, 11,358. And the Nikkei this morning was at 28,000 Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315-35. Three five. Let's look at the marine weather this morning for the coastal region from Cannes to Monton. It's cloudy this morning, then sunny in the afternoon, but no rain is expected. Winds east-south-easterly force north, turning west-south-westerly in the middle of the day, and then west this evening, gusts reaching 31 knots in the evening towards the west of the area. From Cannes to Saint-Tropez, winds west-northwesterly force four in the morning, reaching force six in the middle of the day, with gusts of up to 31 knots in the evening. Seas today slight with low Short swell from the south-southwest and excellent visibility. The barometer is currently reading 1,005 millibars, expected to drop to 1,002 this afternoon. And the general weather, some clouds and light rain this morning with very brief clearings, but it will get better as the day goes on with extended sunny spells around Monaco this afternoon with light southwesterly winds gusting up to 17 kilometres per hour and temperatures reaching uh, 17 degrees in Alt-Maritime. In the bar, mostly sunny along the coast uh, with temperatures rising to 21 degrees. Tomorrow will be similar with both sunny and cloudy spells. Again, no rain expected during the day, although there is a possibility of showers tomorrow evening. So what exactly makes a good life? 
Researchers at Harvard have set out to answer the ultimate question and have come up with some surprising conclusions. They found that happiness is not obtained from work, wealth or fame. Instead, the secret to a good life lies much closer to home. So, do we finally have the key to building a happier and healthier future? One that will take us into later age still content and with a sense of well-being? Well, here's the clue. It's all down to the time we invest in making and preserving strong relationships. Taking the time to focus on the people who support us and give our life meanings may prove to be the single most important step we can all take for our health, longevity and happiness. There you have it. Let's continue the uh, soundtrack to The Good Life, shall we, with one of the biggest selling songs of the 1980s. We'll catch up with the latest international news at 8 o'clock from the BBC World Service in London. Don't forget you can also get the full news bulletin on the Riviera Radio website. And you can also download the Breakfast Show podcast every day where I'll read it for you once again in case you missed out this morning. I think that's got to be the uh, worst pun ever, isn't it? Woofiera Radio. <laughs> Where did he think of that from? Uh, how are you doing on the uh, this week's uh, pop quiz? Uh, are you doing pretty good or uh, are the questions too difficult? Uh, let me know. I'm uh, getting pretty good response, but I'm sure you can do a lot better. Here's one about the American charts. I've been talking a lot this week about the uh, UK charts because uh, it's their 70th anniversary. But let's look at the uh, US Billboard charts for a moment. And for decades, the most successful song ever in the United States states was uh, The Twist by uh, Chubby Checker. But in the last few years, one song has overtaken it. It's become the most successful song in American chart history. And as a clue, I'll tell you, it wasn't even from an American. Mm. It's actually spent more than a year in the US top 10. Which song could that be? It is a song that we've been playing quite regularly on Riviera Radio, so I'm sure you're familiar with it. And as another clue, it's not this guy. <laughs> he seems to be winning every award possible these days and uh, earning all the great plaudits, but no, it's not him. Who is the most successful American artist? But it is the most successful song in American chart history. That's this morning's uh, pop quiz challenge. It's not by Madonna, nor is it by Taylor Swift. Uh, I did say that the artist was not American, which is unusual. So it's a non-American artist that uh, has the most successful song in the Billboard charts. And it's not British either. It's not Taylor Swift. Uh, had a suggestion it might be Drake, which is getting close. And uh, someone suggested this by Christina Aguilera. Not right either. Brett's got it. I'll give you the answer after this song. Genie in a Bottle on Riviera Radio at 8.21. That's the song that broke Christina Aguilera into the big time after a couple of seasons on TV. And it was the biggest selling American single of 1999. But I'm looking for the most successful American chart single of all time. And I did say it wasn't by an American. Craig and Can thinks it's uh, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. No, it's not that. But Brett has got the correct answer. The man who's not an American, who's had the most successful American chart song in history, is this man. The Weekend with this song, Blinding Lights. 
And finally, let's hunt around for some uh, good news this morning. Some good news from the uh, COP27 summit that you may not have seen in the mainstream media. And good news for eggs. The humble egg could prove an unlikely ally in the battle against plastic pollution. That's according to new research from scientists at Princeton University. They conclude that egg whites can remove salt and microplastics from seawater with 98% and 99% efficiency respectively. Also, a new UN early warning system could save billions of dollars and many, many lives as well. 3.1 billion euros has been allocated into building early warning systems against climate disasters for everyone on Earth. The, the initiative could potentially avert mass death and destruction in the developing world. Countries with limited early warning coverage have disaster mortality eight times higher than those with a higher coverage. And more than 25 countries have grouped together to keep deforestation pledges made in Glasgow. A group has been launched to hold each other accountable for a commitment to end deforestation by 2030, pledging as well additional funding to the effort. The new group, which includes Japan, Pakistan and the United Kingdom, accounts for roughly 35% of the world's forests. But despite many positive initiatives coming from the COP27 summit in Egypt, a televised report by France 24 claims that eco-anxiety is on the increase in France. What is eco-anxiety? Well, as concerns grow over the media's portrayal of the climate crisis, so does its toll on our mental well-being. Public health officials have coined the term eco-anxiety to describe the fear of environmental doom. They warn that the phenomenon could have damaging long-term social effects and amplify health and social inequalities for the most vulnerable. Um, one recent international survey found that large numbers of 16 to 25-year-olds in particularly worldwide had suffered psychological effects owing to their perception of climate crisis as portrayed in the media. Isn't it great if you wake up in the morning and you just feel uh, unstoppable, nothing can get in your way. I hope you've got that sort of feeling as you start your Wednesday. Let's have a look at some of the uh, papers this morning. Nis Mata is entering the debate on electric cars, asking if uh, we really are ready to phase them out, or to phase them in more permanently, I should say. Uh, traditional petrol and vehicle and diesel vehicles will be phased out in the next 13 years, but Nis Mata questions whether they are as ecologically friendly as they're made out to be, and whether they'll be as efficient as support structure if everyone adopts electric cars. Well, it's a, a big debate. What do you think? Uh, I'm very much on the side of uh, electric cars. I know they're not perfect. There's no doubt about that, but probably better than the alternative as far as I'm concerned and uh, great to drive. In the UK, many of uh, this morning's front pages lead on the explosions in Poland, which killed two people. Many are quick to accuse the Russians, but Joe Biden has actually said this morning that it's unlikely that uh, the Russians were behind the attack. The Ukrainians, though, have uh, ruled out that it was a defensive error. The Financial Times reports on Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's remarks at the G20 summit in Bali, where he told other world leaders that top executives should embrace pay restraints and look after all their workers. As the global population grows and welcomes the eighth billionth baby, the paper also pictures baby Damien, who was chosen to represent the Dominican Republic's contribution towards the worldwide milestone. So the eighth millionth baby was uh, born yesterday, but the population growth is actually slowing down a little bit, and it might take another 13 years for the next billionth to be born, uh, compared to just nine years for the last selection. We'll have the latest international news from the BBC next, and after that, we'll see how sharp you are with our three in a row with a devious link. Three in a row with 
with a devious link. Uh, how clever are you this morning? Did you work it out? David got uh, very close. I'm going to award it to you, David. He said, I got the uh, boots from these boots are made for walking. I got the uh, shoes. But it must be something to do with footwear, he said. But how on earth does all about the base fit in? That was his question. Well, David, you're on the right lines. And another David just got the right answer. David Glenn just got the right answer as well. The answer is shoes and footwear. How does all about the base fit in? Well, it was by a Megan Trainer, of course. Thought that Kate Bush would end up being one of the biggest selling artists of 2022. Uh, that's uh, Kate Bush with Peter Gabriel from uh, the 1980s. Don't give up. Uh, the debate on electric cars is definitely heating up, and uh, judging by the response on the email, there's quite a big uh, anti-electric brigade out there. Nice Matar are asking the question this morning. Their front page is uh, entering the debate, asking if we are really ready to phase them in more permanently. They're saying, uh, are they as ecologically friendly as they're made out to be? Well, the jury is still out. Uh, Teresa sent a quick one. She said her friends in the UK said their electric car broke down in the small village and caused bedlam as it couldn't be moved until the breakdown lorry arrived to be piggybacked away. I'm not convinced that's the down to it being electric. Uh, I'm very much in favour. I know they're not perfect. And, uh, well, what do we do with the battery, etc., when their uh, lifetime finishes? But they're a joy to ride and easy to charge at home. And I gladly, uh, gladly uh, drove past all those queues when all the petrol stations were being uh, blocked recently. But what's going to happen when they turn the electricity grid off? What do you think? Let us know. Studio at rivieradio.mc. Are you one of the crazy people that still goes swimming well after the summer season is over? Well, new studies are confirming that cold water immersion is actually very good for you. In a recent review of more than 100 studies, scientists determined that one of the most significant changes that occurs in the body during exposure to cold air, but especially cold water, is that white fat, adios tissue, is converted into brown fat. Brown fat can improve glucose and insulin sensitivity, increase fat oxidation, and protect against diet-induced obesity. Another huge benefit of cold water immersion is that it leads to a positive elation through an increase in the production and release of norepinephrine, which is similar to adrenaline. So keep on swimming. It will do you good. I managed to keep swimming until uh, late October, but it was pretty cold in the pool at that point. But uh, credit to my wife, she's still swimming in the pool in November. And I've just checked out the uh, temperature in the sea in Monaco because the other day it was a little bit of a bonus summer and it felt like it was possible to kill, still keep swimming. And I'm surprised it's actually uh, today 20 degrees in the sea in Monaco. So very much a possibility of uh, carrying on swimming. The water is cool and invigorating, it says, but for many people, still comfortable enough for swimming. In general, this temperature is considered normal, but if your circulation is impaired, the water may feel cool. Keep on swimming. It's good for you. It's one of the advantages of living in this part of the world. It's almost like a permanent holiday sometimes. Would you believe it? <laughs> Doesn't feel like a holiday when you have to work, especially when you start so early, but find the good moments. At least you don't have to go very far to find the sea. This is the song that made it big for Madonna. It was her very first hit single. It turned her from an unknown into a megastar. 
Saturday from Madonna. Thanks for your messages. There's a big discussion this morning about uh, electric cars. Uh, nice Matin are uh, opening the debate on their papers this morning. Uh, good morning to uh, Lee, who said a recent study uh, says... Oh, it's Les, sorry. Uh, Les says a recent Volkswagen study found that an electric vehicle has to be driven 100,000 kilometres to recover all the carbon used in production and use. So Les asked the question, how green is that? Mark has sent lots of interesting information. He says electric cars, well, he likes them, but uh, they can't be afforded by the majority of the working population. They are quite expensive, and the cost of replacing the battery is quite expensive as well. Um, he has quite an interesting prediction, though. He thinks that government policy will change from all electrics to hybrid, or possibly hydrogen and hybrid power, well before 2035. In a nutshell, he thinks electric cars just don't work for the vast majority. Seems that the uh, verdict is more against electric cars this morning. What do you think? There was another very interesting point in uh, Mark's email on the debate about electric cars. He's compared it to the videotape war back in the 1980s. Remember, it was Betamax or VHS, but it was VHS that won and Betamax became a thing of the past, and he thinks that's exactly what will happen to electric cars. They may become a thing of the past. Uh, that's just his ten pennies worth, he says. It certainly sparked a bit of debate this morning. You can read more about it in the Nice Matin, and thanks for all your uh, contributions.